Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Idiom Brewing Company in Frederick, Maryland, and Havoc Brew Supply, your one-stop shop for your brewery's needs. Check them out at hophavoc.com. Hi everyone, I'm your host Chris Sands, and today we are recording this episode of the Uncapped Podcast live at Snally Gaster. Uh, I am joined by Brad West from Zool Beer Company and Zach Porter from Schilling. What's the rest of Schilling? There's more to it, right? Is it beer company, brewery? Like what? Schilling Beer Company. Okay. Schilling Loggers. Yeah. I I, Logger, always, I ask that a lot. Like uh, how when brewery owners name their their brewery, how do they decide which typical ending are they going to go with? Yeah, it's brewing brewery. Yeah, beer Beerco. company, uh, brewers. You got foam brewers. So a lot of like What's barrel. Yours, man? You're, you're beer com- put in we're, yeah, we're beer company, but we get. So the reason people mess our signs up all the time. It always says Zool Brewing or yeah, which is we've, we've had a few of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the main reason that I asked you two to be on was because. Schilling and Zool are two of the breweries that I am unabashedly fanboys of, or a fanboy of. Appreciate so, that, man. Uh, and definitely way too overboard with Schilling, probably, and my love for Alexander. <laughs> Appreciate you, Chris. Um, so let's first, let's talk about Kill the Lights a little bit first, because this episode will come out, I think, a week or two before Kill, Kill the Lights kicks off. So... Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. We got uh, two weeks from today, actually. Okay, so it'll come out a week before Kill the Lights kicks off. So if you're listening to this and you don't have tickets, will they still be available or have they already missed out? Uh, we're, we're VIP is sold out. We have a little over 850 sold, so we've got about 150 tickets, 140 tickets left right now. So, so jump on them. I, I ha- this will be my first year attending because uh, I was foolish and didn't go last year. And everyone pointed out how bad of an idea that was for me. Uh, so what types of things can people expect at Kill the Lights? I mean, like, you know, with a beer festival for the patrons, it's going to be, you know, a lot, of, a lot of your same. But it's, uh, it is at our facility. It is at our, our brewery. Uh, so it takes up our entire parking lot. It takes up our back production space. Uh, and then also our tap room. So we'll have breweries, vendors. Um, really, so we have some really cool vendors that are coming. Uh, so a lot of that be for sale. Black Ninja uh, Design will be there. Yeah, Black Ninja. Uh, Uncapped yeah. podcast brought to you today by Black Ninja Design. We got friends coming. Looks like. <laughs> yeah. oh. Special guest Jerez Ramirez. Uh, ninja versus pirate. Fuck you. <laughs> I got tecklers too. <laughs> that, was, that was violent. Yeah, coming closer. Uh, hey guys. Uh, Ninja versus pirate, who wins? So I've always said ninja. That was always been my answer. And that's the wrong answer. I, I think it, it, it depends on where you're at. If we're in the ocean, I'm going pirate. See, ninja wins both, bro. That's what I said. <laughs> All right, Jairus. We'll see you later, man. Yeah. Thank you for interrupting, Jairus. I, I, I did actually invite Jerez to be on, but he denied me. He said um, that yeah. he's too big. He, he, he denied <laughs> me, too. <laughs> he's so too we're, big time. I'm going to So that is the October 28th. What's the time of it? Uh, yeah, October 28th. Uh, VIP is from 11 to 12, and then um, GA would be from 12 to 4. Uh, so we have right at 70 breweries. 
um, and then we're expecting a thousand people. Um, so we have a, a DJ. It was just a, it was a really fun time for anybody that came last year. Um, you know, there's a lot of yeah breweries doing a lot of time releases. You'll have um, you know most pretty much everybody's coming too. So like it's 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 really cool. So like we'll have be some magnum pours, time releases, beer zombies will bring you know shotgun beers, and then uh, <laughs> like RAR they'll have all their different. How many breweries are there? Seventy. It's a good I, number. I, I know I'm excited. You're gonna be there too. I'm gonna do my best to get down there. I'm I, get I, to I gotta talk to the boys and see if they'll let weeks. me. I've been doing a lot of fests, so but I, this is one that I know uh, Brad and I connected this year. I wanted to be there for sure. So I've heard nothing but amazing things, man. Yeah. I 100% regret not going last year. Yeah, we have uh, like 70 breweries. I think only four are not able to attend. They're just sending beer. Um, so it's a uh, be a really, really good turnout. We're taking all the brewer, the brewers actually to Dollywood on Friday, too. So that's gonna be a fun, you know, fun little trip. I, so. I, I too plan on partaking that. I'm not. It's not like I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan, but there's just something about going to Dollywood with a bunch of brewers and brewery owners <laughs> that sounds like yeah, an it's amazing. A, it's time. a really cool spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and here comes Uncle Frank. Get out of here, Frank. <laughs> um, and I'll also be doing my uh, stupid questions again that has been done at Mortalis and Barrel Culture and a few other beer festivals. We do doing that at the Brewers Party the night before, so thank you for inviting me to do that. Yeah, you can do that and go get a tattoo right after. I will. Are they, do they have like a... <laughs> yeah, we, we have two artists that are setting up. Like a scratch? Awesome. With, yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm yeah, it's definitely. mostly all... Uh, it's going to be like how... Like we'll have some of our little icons on there and some, some of our assets, but it's mostly halloween horror themed tattoo flashes i promise you i will get That's a tattoo dope. while we're while i'm there yeah yeah <laughs> um and this would be what i should have kicked off saying is thanking dc beer and snallygaster for inviting me to be a part of their podcast stage i really should have started with that so hey, yeah. cheers to thank them. you <laughs> cheers so cheers to dc beer and snallygaster so this is a year of first for me because even though I live less than an hour away from here, this is the first Snallygaster I've ever been to. Wow. So thankfully, I picked the one where it was going to downpour for the first couple of hours <laughs> yeah. to attend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my... So we, we came last year, but we poured in the Beer Discovery tent. Okay. So we only had one hour of a time to pour. Yeah. Uh, so this is our first time actually we setting graduated up, so. to the big leagues. Yeah, so big shout out to Tim and his crew. I mean, they do a fantastic job with this whole thing. Yeah, Tim crushes it every year. Greg, Bruno, their entire team, and, and Allied's our distributor down here in Virginia. They've helped us out tremendously uh, yeah, for that's, this festival. That's who we use as well. Allied, yeah, yeah. They're, they're amazing. And, yeah, this is my third year personally coming down, and I'm, I love this weekend, man. I mean, you got 200-something breweries, like 10,000 people. And it's starting to clear up now, so it looks like people are drink, drinking a little yeah. bit more, for sure. That, this is one of the... I have a long list of things in my life that I haven't done or haven't watched that people give me crap about. And whenever someone hears I've never been to Snallygaster, that's always one of those then asking me what's wrong with me. Um, and uh, those people are right, because even though the weather is absolutely miserable, this is a damn good time. Yeah, it was raining really hard earlier. Now it's kind of tapered off. It's manageable yeah, we're now. Good now. Pe- I, pe- pe- people got enough beer in them now too. We're there. We're starting to enjoy the yeah, day. We, got, we have some up. spectators. I the don't know if they can hear us, but 
the thing is I'm wet enough at this point it doesn't even matter how much more it rains. <laughs> my feet cannot get any prunier and my uh, yeah, you definitely are in the same boat it looks like. <laughs> I'm dry, man. We were, yeah, we, my, we've my, been under the tent all day pouring. Yeah, I'm good. So. I'm good. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about shilling. And since you just handed me, uh, I don't think I, I haven't had this one, right? Yeah, so that's a new the, beer that we just did, Chris. Uh, Tamave 10. So that's with our brothers out of, out of Philly, Human Robot. And uh, we had Andrew and Ken came up over the summer, did that check dark with us, and we just released it for Oktoberfest. So one of our one of our fest releases, that was kind of our collab that we did this year. But love I that mean, beer, man. Su- super light. It's only 10 Play-Doh, so. I mean, I only would have guessed it, uh, but it does taste phenomenal. Appreciate you, man. I think, uh, I think Schilling can do no wrong, especially when you put check in front of whatever you make. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> check well, that's, Pilsner, that's, check that's, Lager. That's so. really inspired by Human Robot, too, because they, okay. they crush the Tamave. And even the font on the label is, is taken from their branding, and we love those guys. So huge shout-out to Ken and Andrew and, and their whole team. I haven't had a ton of human robot beer, but anything I've had is it's amazing. Definitely if you get down to notch. Philly, yeah, they have a few different locations um, throughout the Philly area. Yeah, I know you've been down there, Brad, and uh, they just kill it, man. Their lagers are phenomenal. Great people, um, great beer. So, did did you have Oktoberfest again this year? Yep. So we just did Oktoberfest on the thirtieth of September. Um, it was the tenth anniversary celebration too. So oh, nice. We had two thousand people come out. Um, two different sessions, and we had a phenomenal list of, of breweries and friends that came up. So, it, this, uh, we, this is the first year you've been able to expand it a decent amount, right? Or yeah. Was last so year we we did we did expand it last year. We shut down Mill Street, which gives us a little more room for breweries and some food vendors. Um, but this year we went from 28 breweries to 38 breweries. Nice. So we were able to make it a little bit bigger. Um, but we, we luckily every year and, you know, knock on wood, we've had beautiful weather and I'll tell you what, when you have good weather and good beer, man, it's, it's hard not to have a, have a good time. So yeah. And this is that whole spot you have up there. So I, New England's my favorite area of the country. I've told Zach many times and, uh, I, I went up there in May, I believe yeah, I was there I in so. May and I just drove up for a couple hours and Jeff fed me a lot of beer and a lot of pizza <laughs> and, um, Jeff and Stu, just amazing hospitality and just great, great people. And so I'm really fortunate to know these people. And like just uh, just going to their spot. If anybody's never been, I highly recommend going to Schilling. It's the most beautiful tap room set up spot like on the river that I've ever seen, for sure. Well, what I had told Zach was that okay, I haven't been there yet, unfortunately. But looking at the photos of it, it looks like the setting of every Hallmark movie. Yeah, it's a it's a Norman Rockwell painting. Like yeah. you know, it's like, like those photos yeah. across the river where you can see the whole spread of the buildings with yeah. the mill. It's it's a special location, and that's that's one of the main reasons that we have to keep it as small as we do because we want you to be in front of the brewery. We want you to experience being on the Amanusik and taking in the river and really what Schilling embodies and, and what we are up there. So we could you know you could put it in a random field or you know a parking lot or wherever, but we just we want you to be at Schilling and and feel those vibes and feel that energy and I think that's what makes Oktoberfest for us so special is because it is at the brewery. Yeah, the your Oktoberfest is one of the few things still left on my must do beer bucket list. I'm waiting man. I'll get you up there next year. I will I I don't know Along if I'm ready guy. to 
not I don't know yeah, if I'm ready to commit to it, but I will I'll give it a solid we'll see, definitely Chris. maybe that I can I'll, make it I'll, next I'll year. I'll start pescaring you around yeah. the summertime. <laughs> I yeah, I will I'll I will not commit to other stuff and then I'll I'll make the trek up to Schilling. How how far of a drive is it from here? From here? Yeah. Ooh, it's a hike. <laughs> I mean to put it in perspective. Be like how, far, how far is Boston? For you. I don't know. Nine hours, maybe. Oh, yeah, probably so probably 12, eight to nine. 11, 12? Yeah, yeah, that's probably a fly-in. Yeah. It's too. about two and a half hours from Boston. You fly into Boston, spend a night there, hop around, and then come up, or even go to Vermont. Both you could either fly into Boston or Burlington. Both great spots. Hit a number of breweries and come up. And I know that's what Brad did. Cause we we're hanging out. I think Vitamin C. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then a few that's of the what boys I went up there. So. I haven't been to Vitamin C yet either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to go merch shopping. I mean, luckily in New England, we're all within you know a two to three hour <laughs> radius, so, yeah. depending where you're yeah, at. You fly so. into Boston, go hang out with Dino. You know, go to at Vitamin C, go to Ryan at Widowmaker. He's got his new spot opening up in yeah. two weeks, also. So it's going to be really cool. Um, what uh, what else has Schilling got going on now? Are you going to start sending the beer to Maryland yet, or? Um. No, not yet. Uh, well, thanks. Um, no, no, no huge plans uh, for growth right now. We're we're in a pretty good spot, um, but we definitely do want to grow at the same time. We're we're like always focused on quality and what we're doing, and we're with lager becoming increasingly popular. We're really trying to expand on styles that you know people maybe haven't heard of or haven't been made in the U.S. and kind of you know pioneering that game of old beers that so maybe like leaning even more into that traditional European style. Yeah, it's like of, what is a Volbeer or what is a you know different little like what is a Sticka Alt? You know, a lot a lot of people well, don't know what that, that means. That Sticka Alt so. is really good. I yeah, had that when I was yeah, up. yeah. It's good. I love that. Um, so just just educating people and keep pushing the boundaries on on lager and what we can do and one of our hey speaking of lager shout out sean from halfway crooks love you buddy (laughs) uh making amazing lager as well in atlanta but yeah our our team's phenomenal chris i feel lucky to be with those guys and they're so passionate about the beer jeff and a whole group of those guys just came back from uh germany and austria they were over there visiting so we go over every year to the czech germany austria and keep diving into the culture and even though if we bring on new team members to our to our production team we want to educate them and share that passion of our travels to Europe and and why we make the beers that we do. Because yeah, I remember the that like taking those trips was a big part of the beginning of Schilling, right? Like time spent in Europe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's instilled in us because our our founding brewer John Lanzini, who's still our technical director to this day, he lived in Germany and Austria for over a decade, teaching chemistry and, yeah. and making those style beers. So. That's really what Schilling is. Him and Jeff both lived abroad, and Stu. Um, so when they came back to do it in New Hampshire, you can you can tell in the beer. And people would walk into the tap room or, or the pub when they started way back when, and be like, you know, no IPAs, good luck. You know, <laughs> you guys won't last very long. So to see see Schilling bring in ten years uh, is pretty amazing. And where we're at now, Indian Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts. Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. 
Great beer starts with great ingredients. At Havoc Brewing Supply, they offer a wide selection of premium hops, fruit purees, malt, cleaning supplies, and more. Their family-owned business is dedicated to helping you create the perfect beer. Havoc offers flexible contracts, lightning-fast shipping, and unrivaled customer service. Join the Havoc Brewing Supply family and elevate your brewing game. Shop small, brew big, grow together. Visit HavocBrewingSupply.com today to learn more. So that, I would think that this resurgence of the popularity of lagers has had to have been amazing for Chilling. When you were already positioned being known as like the world-class lagers and being within like the hype crowd (laughs) making lagers and coming to all those festivals when maybe people weren't quite as excited about trying a Pilsner five years ago, uh, but now the it's come full circle to everyone right. wanting to drink those again. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool, and Brad, you've obviously seen a lot of this too. Like, it's neat to see the palate um, kind of shift because there's a reason they've been drinking these beers in Europe for, you know, hundreds of years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's a it's a culture, and it's a social thing that we try and embody. And you can sit down with your family and friends and have, you know, four, five, six, seven lagers and, and feel pretty good and yeah. have a good night without without feeling terrible. So uh, it's, it's the beers we love to drink. And to see them that get more popular is, is neat. Um, I think the consumer gets more excited about them. And there's some people that are like, oh, my God, you've got to check dark, you know, fooder lager, like, and they get all into it. Um, and there's other people that just want, you know, your dry hop pilsner or whatever the hoppy beer is, which is which is also great. But we try and make a range of products to, to cater to everyone and say, you know, even within the lager realm, you can have 12 to 14 to 16 different styles, and they're still all lager, but they could apply to a different palate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, this Czech-style dark lager is completely different than a- any other yeah. styles. And it's I've been drinking this one all day, for sure. And yeah, that's that's, really that's my last can, man. Oh, yeah? And, and thank to you your for sharing point, it with cheers, us, Brad. Yeah, thank you for bringing it yeah, on with cheers, you, Chris. Then. Thanks, man. Um, to your point, you could, like, it tastes so good, you want more and more of these, and at only 3.9%, you're not right. going to kill yourself. I mean, 3.9, 10 Play-Doh yeah. beer. It's that's, like, the, that's the perfect. And perfect that's, perfect that's, number. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're not going to hate yourself tomorrow, uh, no matter. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could probably. No, yeah, I you, think you could drink too many. I'm I, I honestly, <laughs> I want to hear your perspective, Brad, on that because I know you make some other style beers, and I know you maybe been getting into lager and like, what's it like from from your viewpoint? What you're doing at Zool? Uh, yeah, we've always had. You know, we always have one or two lagers on. We don't have. We don't have a lot. You know, we, do, we your, do some. You lagers. have a big one. What's the main uh, one you do? Toro Ioso is our, yeah, our Mexican lager. So we won uh, silver at GABF with that one. Um, but I mean, for, to, to Zach's point, I mean, them going into shilling, it's just like you go in and there's eight, ten, twelve different lagers, and they're all different. They all have their nuances, and they're all little. These little. Um, it's just. I mean, they, they do such an incredible job at that. And that's something we're actually moving a little bit more toward. Uh, so we're, we we do, obviously, you know, IPAs and sours or our... Yeah, that was I was going to ask right? you that question. You kind of... It's, it's funny for that, Zool too. Zool kind of built its name <laughs> on IPAs and sours and doing those phenomenally. But So do you find yourself leaning more into lagers and more older style <laughs> beers Yeah, now? I mean, it's, you know, lagers are... I guess 
for a single brand for us our lager is our biggest seller but we have two lagers on we have uh we have you know eight ipas on and eight sours on all the time so yeah. we, we have a lot of a lot of that but uh um, right, i'll do an underberg we're actually are we are we underberg time yeah you ready <coughs> oh, jensen's egged oh, us on here we, we have to do an underberg hey, shout break. out jensen <laughs> from high side and sojourn over here good friend so the go ahead go ahead chris uh, we can, we can yeah, keep rolling. You can. Cheers, I have Johnny. one. I just I'm, I'm going to wait to partake. <laughs> so this is the problem when you have the popular people on stage with you. Yeah. Everyone wants to come say hi and it's uh, only Brad. do I'm shots not, no and drinks. No one wants to see and, me, so <laughs> we're good. So how how many gremlins will there be at Kill the Lights? Uh, two, because we own two of them. <laughs> two, because we, okay. we we have two of them. So um, we're kind of kind of going back Thank to you, that Jensen. logger thing. We have this, um, we're actually working on, so there was a brewery beside us in the same building um, that um, unfortunately for them, you know, they, they closed their doors earlier this year. Um, but so we bought all their equipment, kind of bought their whole space and everything. Oh, cool. So we just expanded. Well, bad for them, but cool for you. <laughs> right, yeah. So we just expanded from 270 barrels to 400 barrels of total, or, 390 of total capacity. Oh, I don't um, remember what size brew house. Do you we have, have a 10 barrel. Okay. But then we just picked up a two barrel, or sorry, a two vessel, 15 barrel steam system. And that's in the also, new in the new spot. Are so you gonna, have, are you going to keep both of them? Or we have both. Gonna... Yeah, we we already moved all the some lager <clears throat> and seltzer production over in there. Okay. But what we're doing is that with that tap room is we're actually about to spin up another brand. Okay. Um, is and this is breaking news. This is, this is top so, secret. So like, yeah, top secret. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be called Passenger Brewing. Uh, so like Zool drives the ship. This is a passenger, right? So um, love that. And it is going to be so where Zool is this like more darker, mysterious, um, hard surfaces like you know white stone, uh, like quartz countertops and darker ambiance like uh, you know slightly colder, I guess you know. Um, this passenger is going to let us p give us another playground of design elements to work with, like softer lines, wood wood accents, like a really nice wood bar. Uh, but it's all going to be where Zool is hype sours and lager, uh, yeah. well, sours yeah. and IPAs and pastry stouts. No, this we, is going to be uber traditional beer on the passenger side. So. I love that, man. Passenger. Yeah. That's that sweet. is awesome. I mean, we do we do the same thing, and you've been up to our spot. It's we have shilling and then we have resilience. So resilience for us is more of our, our side project and all of our American ales, anything hoppy, any IPAs, um, because shilling for us is continental European. So that's a great play to take, Brad. And I like, I just admire the fact that you kind of play into the brand because that's, that's what you have to do. And for us, we didn't want to compromise with that for shilling. Like we could have easily had IPAs and said shilling IPA and, and it probably would have done really well because the name is yeah, what it is. But gonna carry it's, it. Yeah, for us, it's the meaning behind it and knowing that we do lager and European style beers and kind of staying true to that, you know. So will you still do Toro and things under the Zool yeah, brand? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll still have loggers on the Zool brand, okay. you know, like certain things, but it's going to be much smaller. Two to three loggers max on all the time there. Whereas this is going to be, I mean, we would never do a Heffy or we would never do an ESB or, you know, uh, 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 English Mild or something like that at Zool. But we could definitely do it with passenger and like so it's just another playground to play in and um you know our brewers are obviously very excited about it doing some you know different stuff but 
Uh, it's just going to be a different tap room. It's really right attached to us. We'll do more private events out of that tap room. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. So is it the is Zool in the passenger name at all, or is it just Passenger Brewing? So we'll probably well, have. Well, what what is the end of the? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're waiting on the brand package right now. Okay. So the um, it should you know we'll kind of see what everything looks like, but um, once we do that, we'll make some announcements and start building out that space. Hopefully to have it by the end of Q1. You know, Are you going to go with brewing or beer company? That oh, one's probably going to be brewing. Oh, brewing, see? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Zool Beer Company up. and Passenger Brewing. But like like it'll be kind of like, I'll say a subsidiary of Zool. You yeah. know. So um, we, we, went, we went Resilience Ale Project, I believe. Oh, you um, went. Oh, no, no, sorry. American Ale Project. Oh, that's uh, fancy. Right? Or I like glass. it. Yeah, yeah. That is, that's high brow. <laughs> I mean, it's just to let people know, too, like similar with the classic feel of lagers and what you're doing at Passenger, just identifies that brand and lets you know the beer yeah. that we're going to put out. Well, and, and it's, if what's you really didn't, like, I mean, Schilling's um, branding and everything is definitely more of like a elevated kind of like, um, I can't think of the right adjective. Nice. We'll, ju- we'll just go with nice. Yeah, like we're, if- pretty, we're pretty clean. I'd like to say it's pretty simplified. Yeah, like clean, actually clean, 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 yeah, design, clean, clean, simple, modern, but you still right. know it's traditional. Yeah. It's like, and that's kind of like an Apple. I mean, even almost. even for me with photos and doing all of our all of our content, it's I really respect what we're doing because it's not I don't have to use studio lights. I don't have to drop, you know, candies or whatever. It's just simple, yeah. clean, like a wooden table or the river and just using what's around you uh, to embody that. Johnny, what's up, man? Johnny hey, has joined shout out the Johnny building. Drama from Res Culture over here. One of one of the one of the best in the game. Love you, John. Uh, you know what? We completely skipped over saying what you do at Schilling. What, I don't. I don't really do anything. Let's be real. I'm just. That's uh, a pretty sweet gig. You are. Are um, you open? Do you have any other openings for that position? No. So I'm. <laughs> um, my title is um, head of sales and marketing, but I really do all of our distribution, all of our partner relationships. So you're relations. responsible for neglecting Maryland. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we we may there's a chance to send beer. Um, I want to say it's Old Dominion in Maryland, okay. um, but no promises, Chris. I will let you know. All right. Um, but yeah, all of our distribution. We have a pretty small team, so it's just me on the sales end. Yeah. Do all of our events, um, some of our marketing, like our, our photography and content. But um, we're we're pretty close with Jeff Cousins, who Jeff's been at a lot of events. Brad, you know Jeff. Um, he comes to a lot of these, and, and really, Chris, this year, we've kind of had to divide and conquer because we get invited to so many of these things, and like going to Brad's, you know, I've been, this is going to be five weeks straight for me, being away and doing this on the weekend, and it's like, oh, I don't want to miss this, but, you know, it's also good for the brand, so it's, how can we tackle this as a team and get the value that we want as a brewery while also respecting, you know, our friends and the people that come to see us for Oktoberfest, too. So, I mean, obviously, um, the festival goers enjoy your beer, but do you think, and obviously everyone wants you you guys personally around, but do you think you mainly get invited just because the brewers themselves want to drink your beer? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if they do, I won't complain. Um, no, it well, depends, because we, we, we do go to some different different festivals like we always do pastry town with other half which is obviously stout centric um but we we've even been called at festivals you know the hydration station because we're pouring if you want something (laughs) lighter you know a palate changer come have some clean lager but 
we we you know we're not biased we'll go and pour anywhere and most of the time it's it's good friends and if you're good friends and host a good festival we love to attend regardless of what kind of beer they're pouring and yeah we're gonna cheers we're gonna bring we're gonna bring lagers either way so it's just what we do because i think it, it was i first met you at oozle finch right yeah, you did, man. Yeah. I, re- I remember before the Oozle Finch, both times That's a great, that's a great example. Um, Russ is coming down to our fest. Yeah, be there, I, yeah. I was talking to him. He yeah. was a, you're like one of the few that he's attending. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to have him. I met him um, 450 North last year. Okay. First time I met him. So he's, he's good people for sure. Um, but I remember before the festival kicked off, all the breweries were hanging out, uh, drinking from the shilling keg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the festival my, my kicked goal, off. My goal is to pour as much beer possible to my brewer friends yeah. before we start the fest, so we just go quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which no, I believe but. is what happened that both years at the Uzelfinch festivals. <laughs> Probably, yeah. No, I mean, lager's easy to drink. Like we kind of touched on this earlier. It's it's part of the culture to have a light beer and you can go all day and and not feel terrible or get super intoxicated you know what i mean and i i personally am a fan of the higher abv beers and pour we're pouring next to davy at orchestrated minds today so he's pouring us you know 16 percent double barrel aged stout and uh beautiful beautiful beers oh yeah but, for sure um just just traveling man and and drinking the stuff it's it's what we love to drink and you know, I'll, I th- I think I'm gonna stick to lager for the for the long time being. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, one of the beers I brought for Idiom at the Beer Discovery tent is a thirteen and a half percent barrel aged pumpkin Sheesh. something. Oh yeah, I still kept this to do with you too, so yeah. I got another one for you. <laughs> Great, we we can do another Underberg break in we'll a few do one minutes. With Chris, when he's ready. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, Brad, you're like pathway into craft beer and wanting to open a brewery was mainly IPAs and sours, right? Yeah, like um, I think I've stumbled into other half probably like 2016 <laughs> or 20, you know, or late 2016 I think is when I first went over there and that was like eye-opening to me of this like different level of IPAs and craft beer, you know? So, you know, that same trip I was like I went to Treehouse and Trillium and just discovered all that and and uh, you know, from there, you know, kind of got into like the trading market of, you know, stouts and you know, Angry Chair, you know, and people that we really looked up to, and and now that we call really good friends nowadays, you know, so it's uh, really cool to cool to see. I helped open up another brewery in Knoxville. I was just an investor, uh, but it wasn't kind of the it wasn't what we were wanting to do or what I was wanting to do, and so we kind of started our own thing, and it's be. Um, three-year anniversary in two weeks so the october 29th is technically okay. so the day after our fest this year Congrats, so man. Kill, kill the awesome. lights is an anniversary party too yeah so it, it well so it won't always be okay uh, we always have to plan the festival around tennessee football games so uh, okay. if we have a home game so it's whenever it's an away game yeah so we have to last year we did it during a home game um but it was homecoming against scrub team and so, uh, luckily, we got hotels really cheap, like 150 bucks a night to start. Um, but then, if you wanted a hotel that weekend, Sky it was rocket, seven, yeah. eight hundred dollars. Oh, jeez, yeah. that's wild. That's I didn't realize that us, was uh, those guys. Oh, some blue jacket beer. Ah, perfect. I'll, I'll share that with you. I'll share the pills with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. I'm a pills guy. 
No, it's funny though. I just want to point out that Brad's got the logger socks on. You can't see them, but oh yeah, these are the the Johnny Drama They're logger socks. Oh, nice. These says, are uh, my logger socks. It says these are my logger socks. Yeah. <laughs> just in case you forget that. what they are. Thanks, buddy. No, we actually uh, similar issue. What you were just talking about, Brad. Even Sorry. being in Littleton, we like pretty much maxed out that town. There's nowhere to. Oh wow, Brad, come on. We're dealing with it. It's like you have an amateur over, over no, here pouring beer. They give you a hot beer. It's, it's not <laughs> your fault. They give me a hot beer. I was, pour, I was pouring left-handed. Um, no, it's just hotels jacked up the rates tremendously. I'm sitting in it. And to come up, it was like a thousand bucks. That's was like, insane. Yeah, I was like, come on, man. We're in like Littleton, New Hampshire, but it happens. You know, you get so many people there, and the demands there, they can they can do it. How many attendees do you say there are for Kill the Lights? Uh, planning a thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was the worst pour. Yeah, yeah, Brad. I'm, I'm so sorry I about say, that. I love you, bro, but I'm disappointed. That was impressively not, bad. Not, not, not mad, just disappointed. <laughs> well, I, I, had the, I had the can like all turned sideways, uh, and it, no, it was yeah, my it fault was too. Bad, I didn't. It okay. was, it was a, it was a bad pour. I soaked myself, kind of. Too. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, how can you there tell? You <laughs> um, so the. I didn't. I didn't realize Tennessee football was so big. I guess it's the South. And oh, football is, in the South. Yeah, I mean we have um, yeah. stadiums like a hundred and one thousand people. Jeez. So we have this weekend. Uh, there's a million people in Knoxville this weekend for the. We got the game, and then that's just people tailgate, and it's it gets insane. insane. That's a that's a culture down there. People like people look look forward to that. Oh all yeah, week. for sure. Yeah, yeah. We're playing Texas A&M in. 45 minutes, right. so I'm going to have to watch it from my phone. <laughs> I don't like A&M, so we got money on Tennessee, I guess. Well, I, I grew up just outside of Pittsburgh, and football's obviously huge there, too. So I guess it's kind of like the Tennessee, Texas area, and then you get into western yeah. Pennsylvania, and it's just... I'm a, I'm a Texas guy, though, Brad. I'm a Longhorns guy, so... We're having a, we're having an okay year so far. Welcome. Yeah, see, that's my guy over here. <laughs> Love it. Hey, you're you're a Tennessee guy now, though. Oh, here we he go. He just moved uh, 20 minutes from our brewery. Oh, nice. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So I don't think we talked about it at all the last time you were on Zach, because we focused more just on shilling. How did you find your way into the craft beer industry? Because so, you've you've worked at a couple prestigious places. That's uh, a great question, man. I think um, so when I was in school, I was studying international affairs, and I always loved to travel. And I went one year abroad. I was in uh, Cambodia, and my best friend, who was doing a program with me, were teaching English abroad. Did you shoot any rocket launchers in Cambodia? I did not. No, they wouldn't give me one of those. Well, no, one of my, uh, like, over, like, probably two decades ago at this point, my one of my bosses went to Cambodia for... Uh, for vacation yeah and he said every like he took just hopped onto the back of scooters like he said like that was their taxis oh, yeah. there oh, yeah. and like, everyone he got onto, he was offered drugs prostitutes wow. or to go fire weapons i think we're in a and, different part of cambodia and, but that's and, crazy and he said he absolutely wanted to but there was something about paying like next to nothing to like teenagers to fire yeah like no. high-powered weapons that didn't seem safe <laughs> nah, yeah i didn't take part in that but um my best friend who i went over there with a guy matt spolar uh was director of marketing at jackie o's um, in Athens, Ohio, which okay. great brewery. Brad Clark was the brewer. So in between semesters, teaching, instead of going back to Thailand, um, I would just stay in, instead of going back home, I'd stay with Matt in Ohio. 
And I really, Chris, I just volunteered at the brewery. And Brad, like, I never had a sour beer before. I never had a barrel-aged beer. And that's what they specialized in. So it just blew my mind. And I'd always travel. Like actual I, traditional sour. Tradi- like mixed like, firm. Yeah, and sours. I've been around Europe. Like, I really loved wheat beers. Um, really fell in love with, like, German Pilsners in that style. But um, when I came home, I knew I wasn't going to be a teacher. So when I was done traveling, I came back and I said, you know, I really wanted to get into beer. And I took a job at a little local New Hampshire brewery that, you know, no one ever heard of and saw some, you know, really bad mistakes in the way not to do it, <laughs> um, but also was blessed to meet some good people. And then I went to Trillium from there, um, was at Trillium for a few years. And then uh, luckily enough, came up to Schilling and joined the Cousins Boys and uh, been there now. Just hit three years in September. You did um, sales at Trillium, right? Yeah. So that had to be such fu- fu- a hard job. Funny enough, man, Trillium, like, I kind of got my foot in the door as, like, HR. I was really? like, Yeah, I was hiring a lot of our new employees, and, and I was an executive assistant to the owners, JC and Esther. Um, and then within a few months, they knew my sales background, and that role opened up. So I became the sales and events manager um, going from there out. So really, you've had two, two jobs in a row that were kind of cake. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'd say taught me a lot, for sure. (laughs) Um, Adrian, what's up, baby? Oh. Best fucking loggers in the entire goddamn country. Right there. Love you, bro. Thanks, man. Zool's are good, too. I got some for you. (laughs) Not not like Shilling. Not like Shilling. No, I'd say for, for me, Chris, like... I, my, I just my, meant from a point yeah. like it's my fir- it's pretty easy I've to seen, sell. I've seen both Trillium sides. And, and, and Trillium was different <laughs> because it taught me completely different models. Like we were all self distro, okay. um, completely different business model from Shilling. Even though both successful in their own right in different ways, um, I've I've been lucky enough to work with some amazing people who yeah. have taught me a lot, man. So I'd say your your version of cake would be uh, extremely lucky and blessed to work with some great great people. Yeah. And I, I know full well it is not, even if you have phenomenal beer, no, I, I don't it's work not hard. easy to sell. You can ask my team. They know I don't work very hard. <laughs> yeah, you sit on couches and <laughs> right, uh, right. get beer I'm spilled on you. I'm drinking beers with Brad from Zool. No big deal. <laughs> As this is work, though. This is work. This is work. This is we're, work. we're not at home. It's true. We're not at home. So no, and and the people don't understand. Like we we go away for these weekends, man. And I was talking to this guy. We've probably done fifteen to twenty festivals together this year, and it's like we spend a lot of time. It, it's fun. It's enjoyable. But you it's hit a wall taxing. and the travel. And I come back Monday. I don't get a break. I gotta go. I gotta get the sales ready for the team and know what we're packaging for the week. And it doesn't stop, which I I love that. But you can only do it for so long. And there's a time where you need to step back a little bit or, or take a look at what we're doing, which we, we touched on earlier. I mean, that's why I ended up not going to Kill the Lights last year because I, I don't go to nearly as many festivals as you guys do, but I still, like, once mid-October hit last year, I was burnt out from all the places I had yeah. gone to. He didn't come to Oktoberfest either. So. I wasn't invited to Oktoberfest. Don't worry about it. What? Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is my last. Well, I've got Civil Societies Fest next month. Yeah, I'm doing that uh, too. And that's my last. Yeah, this this fest and then Civils are my last two travel fests. Kill the so lights I'm, is my yeah, last, I'm and excited. it's only one of four that I I yeah. agreed to this but year. I, yeah, I, I still work full time too, so I, I still oh, work a day right. job. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, so, you still do you really? Um, yeah, so I I'll fly I out Friday mornings and then 
get back Sunday and then go, go to work on Monday. Respect <laughs> so, to this guy. Yeah, that's crazy. What, um, what, what do you do? I forget. Uh, so I'm over a, um, a warehouse. We do uh, janitorial and cleaning supplies for the that's education true. sector. So n- nothing glamorous, but we run the distribution center for... Too. Those completely non-glamorous industries and businesses make more money than most other ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's uh, hopefully, you know, if my boss is listening to this, I, I thank you for, you know, giving me unlimited vacation and, uh, and uh, you know, let me work on Zool, you know, a lot of times. So. Is your goal to do Zool full-time or are you uh, happy I mean, I would, with how I would it's... love to uh, at some point. I don't know. I mean, I, so my two other business partners, they both work full-time. Yeah. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we all have our silos that we work in and it's, uh, it's working really well right now. So we yeah. just try to optimize and, and get if a little I bit If I remember better. correctly, you focus on the marketing and branding uh, so and kind of, I mean, my other business, my business partner, Seth, he does a lot of like the imagery and, and working with our artists, uh, to get the can art and all that stuff. Um, merchandise, um, I'm behind the scenes on the business side of things. I do all the travel most all the travel and then um you know uh i work with bentley on the production schedule and you know what we're brewing when we're brewing it i do all the outside distro sales so anything outside of the state and then uh of course we have a sales team organizing the sending to festivals because you 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 follow the model of doing small drops in the states when yeah we don't do a a lot of yeah we send you know a couple pallets to north carolina every month um, but otherwise, it's random, you know. But we also, um, sorry, getting a fan picture from Mr. Mac. Shout out Mac from North Park. <laughs> What's up, big dog? Love you, bro. This guy's, this guy's the best in San Diego, You can Chris. interrupt me anytime you want, Mac. Thanks, Mac. <laughs> Thanks, Mac. Um, do you have do you have a and, I, and, and also the so I do all the finance and taxes and the the all that stuff too so it's see Brad does a lot more than me I want real photos, I want real photos. um do you have aspirations to delve into the um distribution game like heavier or are yeah, you set up I mean, more I, to just be able we, to we, just, we have to expand a lot I mean we're gonna this year we're gonna do a little over three thousand barrels because we added the you know the additional. Yeah. But next year we should be with our current setup around five thousand, okay. maybe fifty five hundred. That's a big maybe jump. A more, and uh, let me pour this better for you this time. All eyes are on you. This I should have got my camera and my That's phone good. out That's to get video enough. just to be safe. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we. Um, you know, our tap room, both tap rooms are extremely busy. So it's uh, m- most of it still goes to the tap room, and but we send some self-distro, and then we send it throughout Tennessee, and then that's it. So, do you want to get into sending to other states, or are you trying to avoid that if you uh, don't have I'm, to? I'm down for it for sure. It just right. just gotta make sense. Yeah, I, I don't want to. You know, we just we need to make sure we grow in the right right ways. So, how many? Um, how many states is shilling in? So it's pretty limited, right? Distribution-wise? Yeah, yeah. It depends for us. It's a little bit seasonal, but we do all of New England, um, aside from Connecticut. And then we do New York. And then we do a little bit Virginia, D.C. 
And then depending on the season, Chris, and where we do events, we'll do anywhere from like North, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. Um, we don't stray too far, but similar to what Brad was saying, if our friends have an event, we'll do a little pulse drop. Or for example, like we're going out to California uh, for San Diego Beer Week. So we'll send a little bit of beer out there. Okay. Doesn't mean we're distroing there, but a little bit of product while we go to some events, promote the brand and you know allow people to drink the beer at a festival and then say, hey, you know, you can also go go try our other beer, go buy that over at, at the shop. or. But a, a pretty small footprint for regular distribution. Yeah, pretty small. And, and majority for us is, is New England. Yeah. Yeah. New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Mass, and Rhode Island are big. New York, I'd say really Boston and New York City are huge for us. Okay. Yeah. Um, th- what is the... What is your barrel age at Schilling? At what, what, like what size barrel Annually? do you have? And you put so we, we, we've got a 20 barrel system. So um, I thought it was a little, little on the yeah. larger side. Yeah, we got a, we got a 20 barrel. It's, it's all custom built for decoction and the loggers that we make. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's a really beautiful system. It's, I love the way it's set up. It's cool. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, we, we have a few different tanks. We've got some horizontals. We've got some conicals. We have some fooders um, that we do a fooder locking. And then in our basement, we kind of have our wild projects um, where we do all of our spawn beers, any mixed fermentation. Um, and that's mostly on-site only, bottles only, specialty stuff. But... Um, annual barrelage wise, I think I, I want to say this year will probably be around seventy five hundred, maybe 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 eight. Um, so it's not, it's not bad size. Yeah, What's well, that's um, definitely on the the it's higher, on the higher end, higher yeah. end and we, of a we, craft brewery. We, we have a lot of tanks, and we're lucky. Like Brad's seen our space. We, luckily, we have the space to make that much beer um, with the beers that we do produce. Yeah. So we're in a pretty good rotation. Of, of production and our brewers really know what they're doing to the point where it makes my job pretty easy on sales to forecast and know what we're bringing yeah. out because a lot of our beers are seasonal too so and that that uh 7500 barrels of lager is a hell of a time commitment too yeah yeah um it's not easy man and some of our projects have been you know, not every beer comes out great, and we're the first ones to admit, you know, this beer is not up to our standard, and it goes down the drain. And, you know, unfortunately, that's just a real problem, I think, of all brewers. Um, but it's something that we take a lot of pride in. The pr- and we, problem being that there are breweries that don't have that same yeah. high standard. Okay. Yeah, there are definitely breweries yeah, that, that, that don't I mean, have we, that the cool same high standard. The, basement's cool the cool too. ship, yeah. yeah the cool ship's neat because, what's up, Mikey? The cool ship's neat because we get all the microflora from the river. Um, okay. And the Amanusik that comes in the beer. That's like an actual real native land produced beer. But for the lager production too, we experiment with different times and, and what we're doing with ingredients. Because we source all our stuff from overseas. M- majority, like if we're doing a German pills, majority of the time it's going to be 100% German ingredients. But we use our horizontal tanks and some other things to really be like, hey, we could get, you know, this beer might be ready in seven weeks. Or this one might, you know, take eight or nine or... We want to really listen to the beer, give it that time, and be like, you know, this beer is ready now. Let's present it to the to the consumer how we want. It. What is the success rate with this cool ship? So the cool ship's interesting, and I don't I don't know if you do any of this, Brad, but we do. Um, we just released our first spawn this year, so it's a blend. It was of, really really good. I you had it's it? the one I had off the tank. So, oh uh, wow! Yeah, you yeah, did, they, didn't you? Yeah, they gave That's me some. Awesome. I think Stu poured me some off the tank. That was I'm sure Stu probably did do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was we, good. We it was a, we have a blend of one year, two year, and three year spawn beer um, that have kind of made our blend one. So it's okay. been a three year long project. 
in the full tenure from when I've been there. So I've kind of seen it progress and not all the barrels are good. Like we had some product in Fooders. We had some stuff in 100-year-old sherry punching barrels from uh, from Spain. So you take the so, same from that same batch from the cool ship and put it in yeah. multiple different ways yep. of aging yep. it. A number of different vessels and then our brewers will blend it. They'll they'll select what barrels and what what, you know, batches did really well and then yeah. they'll blend it into a final product and that'll be what we what we uh, give out to the customer. Does it happen often where like you'll get that same batch where nope. aged one way? Never. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm being dead honest. But if it, we, like where where it's like the different ways of aging, where like they come out just completely unusable, it, like if it's just in barrels as opposed to in the fooder or yeah, I think I think you're always gonna have some barrels that don't do as well as others, and that's yeah. just the character of barrel aging. Anything yeah. there's a there's a lot of lot right. going on in there. But we the the crazy thing is we may make an amazing mixed firm or spawn beer, and we can never recreate that. You know, it's one and done, which right. is also the yeah. beauty and the specialty of that yeah. product. If we only do 100 bottles of it, you know, that's that's all that's out there. Yeah. So it limits that availability to kind of spread the love, but it also is super unique and, and a specialty product. So it was the, the, an, the question you were answering, was it that it never turns out great just straight from or all turns out great from the one batch? I it? mean, you could. Do you have any like single barrel? I mean that's probably yeah, barrel stouts, for like a, but yeah, well, how, how stouts and barley wines for us yeah. on, in barrels. Yeah. When um how how large uh, like how, how what's the size of the cool ship and what what's the size of a batch are doing in that? Yeah, so our cool ship varies. We, we our cool ship's pretty deep, but I want to say it's anywhere from from 10, 10 barrels or yeah, so. It's a good size. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good it's, size. It's, it's really deceiving when you see them because the, the way they're laid down and open it's it's deep, but we can't fill it up. We can't fill it up fully because the the beer will be affected differently. So our brewers have a certain level where they like it. But mixed firm beer, we have a couple thirty barrel fooders down there. We have a ten. Where's um, the open top? Yeah, we have a number of punchins. Our two thirty barrels are from Italy. Okay. Uh, Barolo fooders that are amazing oak, like old Italian oak that's just gorgeous. But um, yeah, it's a, it's still extremely small and more of a passion project of our team. And something to kind of honor the customers, like, hey, this is something you can only get in New Hampshire. You can only yeah. get this at Littleton at our brewery. Yeah, no um, one's going to be it. Well, right. And just no <laughs> one's going to be able to replicate it. Cause right. And draw, you're, draw them you're in. You're pulling in the local fauna. Right. To, like this this, this yeast yeah. and microflora came from our river that you're yeah, sitting on to enjoy right. this beer. So, uh, what What is the the actual physical setup of the cool ship? Is it completely outside or is it like in a garage where nope, you pull nope. up the, so we've got we've got we've got a little uh we call it the wood room which is in the basement okay. so it's nestled away because we want to keep it completely separate from all our clean production and loggers yeah. um so it's nestled away in the basement small little room on the river it's legitimately on the bank of the river we have a fruit there's, there's not much room on the outside there no there's not there's much little, we, little <laughs> table and yeah, yeah we got a couple tables like i'll go to sit down there if i don't want to talk to anyone just clear my mind but a couple fruit trees and we just legitimately chris we we pop open all three windows okay. so they're wide they're exposed to the environment but it's still it's still indoors it's still indoors in a room okay yeah yeah i've seen like multiple ways like doing it that way i think it's triple crossing has theirs like yep. in a garage yep. where they just open up you've the ever seen door. allagash 
I know I haven't seen there. Beautiful sure. pool ship. Bro. I would assume that's impressive. Check out Allagash. <laughs> well, they they have like a little hut because they do an amazing industry tour. When you get to the end of it, you go on the little cool ship hut. And it's like a shed with the windows open. It's nice. Oh man. And then I've seen one where it's like on wheels and they just yeah. wheel it outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so Levi from uh, Untitled, you know, uh, the Funk Factory Gazeria, right? Like Gazeria, Gazeria. I think so. Yeah. Um, they would take their cool ship like miles, like hundreds of miles. Like they would okay, just drive just it and then yeah, collect and then, stuff all over the yeah, place. Yeah, they would park it and camp, and it was really cool. What I hear, yeah. Huh. And you can That's make a- that beer anywhere. Like there's some brewers that just travel around with the cool ship. That's Speciation cool. is an example from Michigan. Yeah, this this guy Mitch. Hey. <laughs> This They're guy Mitch fun. traveled She's around and like time. I'm pretty sure he towed his cool ship on a trailer and he would pull up to Zool or anywhere and could just brew and and whatever gets in the beer gets in the beer. It's kind of you know that's it's really a neat, cool. It's a neat art perspective, I guess, on on brewing. Well, gentlemen, our time is up. Uh, I can't thank the two of you enough for taking time out of your uh, Snallygaster experience to sit down and talk with me. And I will see you in a couple weeks, Brad. And hopefully, I'll see you too, Zach. Hopefully, see try, you guys. Trying to get him down there. Yeah. yeah. Chris, thank you, man. If you Absolute make it pleasure. to Kill the Lights, I promise. We to might come have to, to hang out at Kill the Lights. Not that that's much of a, okay. a, a carrot. Hey, it's, hey, one more thing, boys. It's Underberg <laughs> oh, time. Yeah, it's Underberg time. We got one more. Uh, and I'm getting out of this. Once again, a big thank you to DC Beer and to Snally Gaster for involving me in this. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Thank you, Chris. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God. That's good.